0: Welcome listeners and followers of Ufahamu Africa and the Monkey Cage. This is the eighth installment of the African Politics Summer Reading Spectacular, a series on new books in African politics. If you're missing Ufahamu Africa while we're on a summer break, have a listen to episodes in the archives and our earlier bonus features for this summer's reading series. I'm Kimmy Dion, one of the hosts of Ufahamu Africa, and an editor at the Monkey Cage, a blog on politics and political science at the Washington Post. I wrote this week's review of Jamie Black and Nicholas Van de Waal's new Cambridge University Press book, Electoral Politics in Africa since 1990. To learn more about the book, check out our interview with Jamie in this past season in episode 54. In Malawi's presidential election in May, incumbent President Peter Mutarika narrowly won re election. February's Senegalese election was quite different, with incumbent Macky Sall easily claiming victory. Although Malawians continue to take to the streets to protest the May election, Senegalese have long accepted their election outcome. If one were to judge African elections by the situation in Malawi, the verdict might be that democracy is retreating on the continent. But looking at the Senegalese case, one could argue that democracy is consolidating, which is true. To better understand the patterns and shifts in democracy and elections in Africa, we selected Jamie Bleck and Nicholas Vandewal's new book, Electoral Politics in Africa Since 1990, Continuity and Change, for this week's installment in the sixth annual African Politics Summer Reading Spectacular. So what's the verdict on democracy? There is no short answer in electoral politics to our question of whether democracy is retreating or consolidating in Africa. Black and Vandewa are careful not to call the elections they study democratic and instead refer to them as multi-party. Though elections have become a regular feature in Africa, the authors do not claim that the region has experienced democratic consolidation. By democratic consolidation, political scientists mean a complete transition and maturation to a full democracy without concern of a reversion to dictatorship. This is a book aimed at political scientists, but it remains an accessible, comprehensive survey of 25 years of elections across African countries south of the Sahara. Bleck and Vandewall write clear summaries of the existing political science scholarship on voting and elections around the world, requiring little background knowledge of their readers. Likewise, the data they analyze and the analysis of that data are straightforward and do not require sophisticated quantitative analytical abilities to interpret. Technological and demographic changes make this a timely publication. Electoral politics comes at an important time. Even if elections have become a regular feature of African politics, it's not clear there has been much advancement of democracy since the democratic transition of the early 1990s. Furthermore, the extensive changes in Africa, the increased urbanization, growing youth population, and advancements in communication technologies make it essential to revisit earlier arguments about elections, campaigns, and voters in Africa to see what remains valid and what new trends may be emerging. The Economist is uncertain about whether African democracy is strong or fragile, depending on which article you read, but Bleck and Van Waal's quarter-century overview gives us sufficient evidence to take stock of democracy on the continent. The authors split the difference between Afro-pessimism and optimism about African democracy in an analytically nuanced and empirically validated way. The central argument Bleck and Van make in electoral politics is that elections are not necessarily democratizing. Instead, elections are political moments of greater uncertainty and heightened attention to politics. In some cases, these moments can lead to change, including greater democracy. To be sure, incumbent presidents such as Peter Mutarika and Macky Sall have a significant advantage in elections. The most obvious campaign advantages are the state resources and media dominance that incumbents enjoy, particularly in countries where reaching voters in remote areas can be difficult and expensive. Still, sometimes incumbents lose. As Bleck and Vanderwal write, multi-party elections provide real risks for even the most authoritarian regimes, and positive change has often resulted from elections or from national debates that relate to upcoming elections. A clear example Bleck and Vanderwal share in the opening of their book is the shocking outcome in the December 2016 Gambian elections, when long-ruling President Yaya Jame lost to Adama Barrow. Jamet, known for his highly repressive rule, had regularly held elections since gaining power in a 1994 military coup. Going beyond this exceptional outcome, one key takeaway from this book is that African electoral politics is hardly exotic. Like candidates elsewhere in the world, candidates running in African elections tend to be highly educated older men. And as in other regions of the world, African voters are more likely to turn out in competitive elections. There's an important difference in Africa, however. Voter turnout is declining globally, but Black and Van found that turnout has been relatively stable in Africa over the past 25 years. Electoral politics makes an important contribution to our understanding of elections, voters, and democracy in Africa. There is a lot of information and analysis in this book, but it's not a heavy tome to carry nor a slog to read. I expect to see this become a foundational text for researchers and analysts to build on and dig deeper as a subject of any one chapter could fill a book on its own. This future research, readers can no doubt hope, will follow Bluck and Vandewall's lead in selecting countries to study that broadly represent the diverse experiences concerning elections and democracy in Africa.